Hey everyone, it's Stephen Henderson here on 1019 WDET, and this is Detroit Today, our daily chance to talk about issues and challenges and inspirations here in Detroit and Southeast Michigan, in Michigan, and across the nation. Yesterday on the show, you may have heard my rather tense back and forth with Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle. We were debating the need for a robust and fully funded regional transit authority that would connect all of Southeast Michigan. Now, Wayne, Oakland, and Washtenaw counties are all moving forward on that issue together. They are trying to get a ballot initiative ready for 2020. But Macomb County, the county that narrowly defeated the last attempt to fund regional transit, is going to sit this round out. So what does that mean for regional cooperation moving forward? Yesterday, the Detroit Regional Chamber released its annual State of the Region report. It shows the region is doing well in a lot of areas, but there is still a lot of work to do. And surprise, surprise, transit is one of those areas where the region lags really far behind most other major metropolitan areas. That's where we want to begin the conversation today with the Chamber's State of the Region report. And joining us for that conversation is Sandy Barua, who is the CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber. Sandy, welcome back to Great Detroit Today. Great to be with you, my friend. Yeah. So let's start with the key takeaways from this year's State of the Region report. So I think there's three key takeaways that uh, we should all know. First of all, uh, we have a lot of wins to celebrate. I think if we go back in time 10 years ago, and if we, any one of us had predicted that Detroit, uh, the city, the region, and frankly, the state would be in the position where we are now, where we're just basically a little over one percentage point above the national average in unemployment, that our household incomes have grown by over 32 uh, percent in the past five years, uh, that the automotive industry had come roaring back as, as well as it has, uh, that our governmental leadership, both at the city level, county level, and state level, uh, has been as solid as it has been. Uh, I think we would all said to each other that, no, you're crazy. You know, you know we're not going to make that much progress, but but we have. So that that's that's number one. Uh, number two is that uh, we are not progressing as fast. Uh, we're not making as much progress in the last two years than we were in the previous three to four behind that. There's so, a little bit of a slowdown. A little bit of a slowdown. Now, uh, the nationally, we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in some sectors, but uh, in this region, we're seeing we're seeing that plus uh, a couple others. We're still growing. Let, let, you know, Make no mistake, this is still a positive picture, but we're not growing as fast as some of our peers in some national numbers. And thirdly, uh, and this is an area you and I have talked a lot about, we have persistent systemic challenges in this region that we have to address. There are not enough people uh, in our region that are enjoying the economic prosperity that so much, so many of us are fortunate uh, to share in, and our region will not be successful, our city will not be successful until we crack that code. Yeah. Um, talk about the slowdown that, you, that we're seeing and why, I guess, it's happening and what we ought to be doing to prepare for. I mean, some of this is cyclical, right? That You don't always grow at the fastest rate. But I always feel like regions that are, are smart about these kind of things have plans for when things are not you know, rocketing forward. Right. So there's a couple reasons. So uh, number one is that uh, this region and this state, frankly, hit so much of a trough 
uh, during and after the Great Recession that was more pronounced than the rest of the country. And I know that because I was working at the national level during that time. And, and you know, it was clear that Michigan was hurting more than the rest of the nation. Not that the rest of the nation was fine and dandy, but it was, it was worse here. I mean, just take a look at the unemployment rate in the Detroit region at the height of the Great Recession mm-hmm. was almost 18%. That's the official number, let alone what the unofficial number was. And that was about eight percentage points above where the national average was at that time. So that tells you how bad things were here. So we had, uh, we, since we had a greater depth to crawl up from, we were able to make some fast gains you know, early uh, in the out years after the Great Recession. Number two, we're also uh, being adversely impacted by some national policies that are having a disproportionate impact on Michigan and the region. Um, so let's talk about transit. Um, I had a conversation, as I said, in the open with Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle yesterday. It was tense at times, but it was clear from that conversation that we still have a real divide in this region. And, and I, and I want to be really specific about what I think that divide is. Hackle was talking about how the biggest problem he sees is still the opt-out communities in SMART, that Wayne and Oakland have a lot of places that have decided they don't want to be part of SMART. And he believes that if they were, we could build the regional transit system that we all think we should have and and all want. And he, he is unwilling to, at the same time, consider funding a, yet another regional transit initiative, uh, taxing people twice, I guess, for for transit. There is this sense, I think, if you talk to people who are not in favor of expanding regional transit, that what we have now, the, the, the pieces that we have now are enough and that if we just made them work better, we would all be fine. I, I want you to sort of address whether you think that is a Uh, a a good way to start the conversation or does that leave us short of the ambitions that we might have to be like other regions? Yeah. So uh, several things can be true at the same time. So number one, uh, our current access to public transit for the citizens of this region is completely inadequate and we need to do better. Right now, uh, of major metropolitan areas across the country, we're the worst. Certainly we can and should do better. So let's start that as a baseline. Second thing, uh, you know, there are people who are just against regional transit, period. Mark Hackle is not one of them. I mean, when you look at what uh, Mark has done, one, Macomb County doesn't have any opt-out communities. There are communities, no opt-outs, That's right? right? So he, you know, in that way, he's actually, you know, forward-leaning compared to, you know, some other uh, regional areas. Secondly, he is a strong, strong, strong proponent of the smart system. And, you know, Mark and I, you know, at the end of the day, we agree on some things and we disagree on some things, right? But, but you know, we always, uh, I consider him a good friend. What Mark is concerned about is a handful of things. One is the issue that you mentioned, you know, the other areas that have, have opt-outs. Secondly, having two systems. Now, I think the new agreement between the mayor and Washtenaw County and Wayne County 
Uh, I think we'll address that because I think the thing that we all agree on is that we'd be better off with one unified system as opposed to multiple systems. Yes. So I completely agree with Mark on that. The other thing that uh, Mark is uh, really focused on is the condition of the roads in Macomb County uh, is probably the worst in our tri-county area. Uh, you know, regardless what we do with regional transit, uh, he's got a, a community of commuters that are going to be in their cars. That's his number one uh, kind of infrastructure priority and if I'm Macomb County I don't I don't blame him for that uh, and I'd say the other reason is that uh, Macomb County has a lot of mid-sized businesses and mid-sized businesses especially if they take up a lot of land are disproportionately impacted by uh, an increase in the millage for uh, for regional transit and uh, all of those things like you say are true but he stops short of endorsing this this idea that Wayne and Oakland and now Washington have of taking another bite at something even bigger than what we have now. And I think there's a legitimate question about whether uh, whether smart, fully funded and with no opt-outs and and DDOT could be merged into a system that would that would do better. But I don't think there's any question about the fact that smart and DDOT as they are configured and funded right now leave humongous gaps and and it makes it really hard for people especially people who live in one county and work in another to get around yeah absolutely I, and you know again I you know that's why I started with the premise that you know our current state is, is is unacceptable and we have to do better the the reason why the Detroit Regional Chamber cares about this I mean look we're an organization that represents businesses we represent businesses in 11 counties including 11 fortune 500 headquarters right so we care about this because the best way to make companies that are based in our region large and small and the people in our region prosperous is to allow people mobility. The allow people the ability to move around to be able to make money and spend money. Right now, we are completely dependent upon people owning cars. There's a problem with that. One, even though we are the Motor City and we're proud of being the Motor City, uh, in the city of Detroit, over a third of all residents, people, have no access to private transportation. In other words, they don't own a car, they don't own, have a close relative that owns a car or has, you know, that they have access to, uh, and that's a problem. Uh, you know, and while Lyft and Uber work great in downtown and Corktown and Midtown, uh, you know, and uh, up in the suburbs, it doesn't work frankly, almost at all in in some of the Detroit neighborhoods. Yeah. And it's also quite expensive comparatively. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of this effort then that Wayne, Oakland, and Washtenaw say they're going to put together to fund regional transit next year? Does it work if Macomb is not part of the effort? Yes. It, it, I Listen, I one of the things that uh, Brad Williams, who's our vice president of government affairs, and I have, have talked about uh, internally and uh, with key external stakeholders is that we have to start somewhere because let's not let the perfect be the enemy of the better, right? So we believe that if we can start with, you know, two counties, three counties, as you know, as we're potentially we are now, and if we can build that system out, we can make improvements. People will see that it's working. Then I think people will want to buy into it. I mean, I just you know, uh, you and I have uh, you know pretty extensive Washington D.C. experience. We saw how you know the metro system got built out over time and how more areas started to demand it. 
of course, that was built out during a time when you know the federal government had there money was to spend. federal money for yeah, it, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So there's less federal money now. Uh, it, I mean, our region would have been so much better off had we done this in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Sandy Barua, the CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber, which released its annual State of the Region report yesterday. We're talking about that report and its focus on a number of different issues, uh, but especially transit, uh, the thing that has befuddled us here in Southeast Michigan for many, many decades. Uh, Wayne, Oakland, and Washtenaw counties say they are going to take another bite at uh, the apple with a bigger regional transit effort. Macomb County has said it will sit out at least for this round. What do you think about the idea of Southeast Michigan competing with other major metropolitan areas across the country to attract talent, investment, and new residents if we don't invest in mass transit? What do you think of Macomb County's unwillingness to work with Wayne, Oakland, and Washtenaw this time to create this robust regional transit system? And are you willing to pay more for better transit? This is the brass tax question, I believe. How much more would you be willing to pay if we could make sure that uh, there were bus services and maybe a little rail here and there to get people around a lot better? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Aaron in Detroit. Aaron, what's on your mind? Good morning. Hey. Uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to get the guest to answer for, answer for Mark Hackle, but what I was confused about, and I, I could tell he interacts with him enough to where he may be able to answer this. Mark was talking about he didn't feel like Macomb County should have to pay twice as much as everybody else if we start a unified system. And so what I'm wondering is, you know, say, for instance, if everybody's got to put in $5 now, is he saying that he don't want to put in $5 because we already had been putting in and other people hadn't been? Or is he saying that uh, uh, that he only wants to put in the amount that everybody else is putting in? And the other part of it is is that he's right. We should have had a unified system probably back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what held it up other than uh, uh, corruption or, or greed or just, uh, you know, discrimination or racism or whatever. But there's no reason why we should be in this close proximity and not have a unified system. I work for the Department of Transportation. I'm a 33-year employee mm. here, mm. Uh, and it does not make sense. But what I, uh, you my work, last point is the You work governor, for DDOT, right, Aaron? Yes, yeah. The governor should not have allowed certain cities to say we don't want transportation to stop in our city that should not have been allowed yeah the opt-out is is a is a huge barrier and 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 has been i I, i'm going to try to answer your question about what mark was saying yesterday and and obviously i'll preface it with the with the idea that i don't know what exactly is in Mark's head, but but I did have that conversation with him. I think what his objection was, was that we're already paying, or Macomb County residents are already paying into the SMART system, and that this new millage would add on to it. And it wouldn't just be Macomb that would do it. Obviously, in Wayne, we would also be paying for DDOT and 
the new system as well. And in Oakland, they would be paying for SMART and this new system as well. So it's not that Macomb County was somehow singled out for that. I think his objection is to the very idea of paying for not not just one system, but but two. And it, look, I, I think that's a, a very reasonable objection. And I, lots of people who support better transit also have that objection. But as Sandy was just saying, let's not make uh, the perfect the enemy of of the of the better. Uh, if we can do better with transit, um, I, I think we can we can have that conversation about making the systems one uh, later. So, Aaron, I appreciate the call and the questions. Uh, let's go to Terry in Detroit. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. In the spirit of Sandy, you know, the things you can have things that are both wrong and right at the same time. Um, I do agree with Sandy that starting somewhere is, is, um, it needs to happen. So I'm glad that Washington, Oakland, and Wayne are, are wanting to move forward. But I, I'm bugged by Macomb's, um, Macomb County. Uh, Macomb County has, um, the blessings of prosperity because of the defense industry. Auto as well, but the defense industry plays so big there. And um, that's taxpayer money. I mean, I just feel like that community ought to want to give back in a bigger way. Hmm. And I do know that people commute there, they drive their cars. But I do think if people experienced a city that had good mass transit, um, they would appreciate it more. Yeah. That, uh, that's uh, that's a great point, Terry. I'm glad you called uh, and made it. You know this this idea that Macomb is sort of singling itself out in the region. I think is is significant in the sense that we still have these huge barriers to the idea of of our leaders thinking of themselves as part of a whole. Right? Uh, they do it in some cases. They do it in more cases now than they probably did 10 or 20 years ago. But this is a good example of Macomb thinking, well, here's what's best for us. And maybe that leaves us out of the regional conversation uh, and, le- and regional policy. Yeah. Stephen, I can probably add a little bit to that. So, you know, uh, one thing I, I appreciate Terry's call um, that I might differ a little bit with her perspective on is you know, Macomb County has been a strong advocate for uh, the DIA. And the millage there. I mean, they were. Uh, I mean, up front and center. Yeah. Uh, with the DIA, they have. Uh, they have again, as I mentioned earlier, been incredibly strong supporters of of the smart system, uh, and uh, you know, Mark uh, Hackle has had. I would say probably the best relationship with his counterparts across the region uh, than any other one individual um, leader. I mean, I think he's got he's got a great relationship with Mayor Duggan and Executive Warren Evans. He had a great relationship with, with Brooks Patterson. Uh, I know that uh, Dave Coulter in Oakland County uh, has already hosted uh, all, uh, all four of them at a private dinner in his home that went, you know, swimmingly well. So the relationship between the four has probably never been better. Better. So I, you know, I listen. I know all of us who promote regional transit kind of wish that Macomb County were in right now, but I don't think in any way that precludes Macomb County from being in at some later date. So let's not let you know uh, Macomb County's current position, which you know I understand. I may end up disagreeing with it at the end of the day, but I respect it. Uh, you know, 
you know, move us off, you know, where we are now, which is, you know, enough organizations want to take the next step. And that's a good thing. Okay. Sandy Barua, CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber. Always great to catch up with you here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Up next, we're going to hear from the attorney for the families of Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown. He is going to be in Flint this weekend for an environmental justice rally just days after being sued by George Zimmerman for defamation. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump joins the show next. Stay with us on Detroit Today.